Hey, it's Tessa. Welcome. This podcast is for all the people. Today, it's for all the people that have gotten bad advice, but bad advice from themselves. We do it. We tell ourselves we couldn't, or we shouldn't, or we can't, or we're too this, or we're too that, or not enough this, or not enough that. And we can't let ourselves off the hook if we're not going to accept bad advice from other people. Why should we be giving bad advice to ourselves? Doesn't seem quite fair, does it? Recently, I've had several people ask me how I started a business, how I've started multiple businesses, how they should start a business, and they all have the same reservation about it. And it's not necessarily about persistence and perseverance and the dedication and determination that you need to start a business is that they all think that they are too old to start a business which is very strange to me because they're not they're in their 30s and their 40s and they all think they're too old and I wonder did society tell them they're too old did they decide they're too old does everybody think everything happens when you're in your 20s because I don't know who these people are but I surely did not know myself in my 20s how could anyone else how could people be so self-assured in their 20s too yeah let's graduate from college figure out who we may or may not want to be in a relationship with whether or not we want to have a relationship what type of job we want and then also let's start a business i mean i don't know any well-adjusted 20 year olds who could figure all that out at one time and if they can kudos to them but that's not who we're talking about we're talking about the people who do give themselves bad advice myself at times included we all do it and then we should all stop and we should all correct ourselves so let's think about these people who came to ask me about starting a business and how to do it and how to do it when they think they're too old. I told them all the same story and that story is the story of Beverly Woolley. I worked for Beverly Woolley. She was a politician in Texas for 18, 19, 20 years. I worked for her for more than 12 years. She was a fantastic boss at the beginning. She was a fantastic boss at the end. She is still a fantastic person. But it's just, she has a story that I think we can all learn, for, especially for people who think they're too old for this or too old for that. So let's learn about Beverly. Beverly was born pre-World War II, which I think she would be okay with me saying since her age is public record and you can picture that type of America where a woman from Houston is expected to you know be a wife and a mother and that's I'm guessing most likely the extent of what people expected from women in the 50s I could be wrong and no offense if I've offended anyone but that's exactly what she did. She started college after high school. She got married at very young in her early 20s and then became a stay-at-home mom. And she's 
remained that way through all three of her kids and was a stay-at-home mom until all of the kids graduated from college and then she decided she was going to go back to college and she was going to start her own life and she, she did it she graduated from university of houston and then she decided you know what i want to run for public office so she ran for a small communities city council and then she, she ran for state representative and succeeded and spent almost 20 years in office very successfully. She became the first woman to chair the House Calendars Committee. She became the first Republican woman to be Speaker Pro Tem of the Texas House. And she achieved it in ways that were not overt and weren't seen as the perhaps grandstanding politician that I think a lot of people attribute to be the successful politician, but she was a successful politician by having one-on-one -on -one conversations behind the scenes and building a loyal group who supported what she needed supported by also supporting what her allies needed supporting. And so it was smart and it was quiet and it was below the radar, but it was successful. And she did it on her terms later in life from what people expected or didn't expect. And Apparently, according to the people who come to talk to me recently, later in life for people who think now, when they think in their 30s and 40s that they're too old to start a business, I think Beverly's story should resonate. You can choose to start a business or a career or a new path later in life, and you can do it successfully. But that takes the strength of character, to just do it and not be worried about what society's gonna think or your family's going to think. You have to do it to make yourself happy because if you're not happy, what's the point? And you know, I know some people think, well, what's this one story going to do to help me? I still think I'm too old. Well, let's look at what the data says because this might surprise people. People over 55 are twice as likely to launch high-growth startups as those under 35. Let's think about that. Twice as likely to start high-growth startups. So if you're over 55, the odds are in your favor when you're starting a new business. Not too shabby. And I don't think that the data is wrong, and I don't think the Beverly Woolley story is unique. I think that many people have that story. And I think many people should take that story as their own and make those changes for themselves because that's what they want to do. We're lucky to see this also play out in pop culture, which I think helps people accept or recognize that limiting ourselves is not the answer. I'm thinking about a film called Bottle Shock. It's about a wine tasting between California vineyards and French vineyards. 
in the 70s and the first time that California wines beat French wines in a blind taste testing. It's a fantastic story of, you know, the little dog triumphing. And in this story, our protagonist, who owns the successful vineyard that wins the wine tasting, says to a character who's a snob, you're a snob, it limits you. And I think that's what telling ourselves that we're too old or we're not enough this, or we're not enough that, or someone else could do this better. Those type of things limit us too. And we can't pigeonhole ourselves because none of us are one-dimensional. None of us are just, you know, just a bookworm, or just a jock, or just this, or just that. We all have multiple facets, and we need to embrace those and not allow ourselves to stop us from achieving our goals or objectives or desires or wants because we owe it to ourselves to be our own biggest champions. You know, and I think we can see this also play out in uh, comedies like Schitt's Creek where the socialite sister character says to the anxious neurotic brother no one is thinking about you the way you are thinking about you and that's true we can be our worst enemy when we're thinking that we can't do this or we shouldn't do this or we're too old to do this or we're not cool enough or we're not savvy enough you know what we all are we're all able to do this we're all able to start something new we're all able to try harder we're all able to achieve what we want on our terms when we don't hold ourselves back and i know we talking or we've been talking about bad advice and If we are not able to recognize when we give ourselves bad advice, how are we going to recognize when other people give us bad advice? Let alone if we don't protect ourselves by giving ourselves good advice, how are we going to be open and accepting of good advice from other people? How will we even recognize it if all we think about are the negative aspects to ourselves? We shouldn't do it. We shouldn't limit ourselves. And we do. I'm guilty of it on occasion as everyone else. But we have to be our own cheerleaders. And think about that moment when, you know, Beverly Woolley went against what society expected from her and decides to finish college in her 50s and run for office. Or think about all the people who have stood up for something against what society or their family or their culture or their religion or they themselves might have thought was the path that they were going to be on. It may be brave, it may be brazen, but if we're true to ourselves and we support what our vision is, we can stop limiting ourselves and we can be that person who is twice as likely to launch a high-growth startup. But we've got to do it by welcoming good advice, fending off bad advice, and we've got to trust ourselves to give ourselves good advice. Until next time, let's all be kind to each other and to ourselves.